Hi, and welcome to the Art Splash podcast, where we will have open and playful and also meaningful and thought-provoking conversations about art, creativity, life and spirituality that will stimulate both your mind and soul and give you a chuckle at the same time. Hi, I'm Joy Fay, And I'm Eve Marie Whitson-Jones. And welcome to our second podcast. It's great that you're here. But just before we start today, I'd like to ask you a favor, if that's okay. If you would like to subscribe to our channel, that would be fantastic. It will really help us because we're a new podcast. And obviously, we want lots of people to listen who are interested in art. And plus, it will give us the opportunity a little bit later down the line to invite guests to come on our podcast. So that would be fantastic. Thank you. And today we're going to talk about creativity. There's a big subject behind that, a big topic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let's dive in because I think it's such an interesting um, thing to talk about and something that's normally sort of just it's not delved into, you know, people will just say, oh, well, I'm not creative and it's it's flippant. And I think it would be really interesting to to have a look at what it really means and how how we use it in our everyday life, not just necessarily in painting or or the arts or yeah, yeah. whatever, but with everything. Well, exactly. So, yeah. <clears throat> um and don't you think it's a very subjective um, expression as well? Because what it means to you and what it means to me may not be the same and so on. So everybody has their own definition. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, you know, when, when you really start thinking about it and how it kind of works within us, it throws up many interesting ideas and thoughts and curiosity I think curiosity to it is quite a good word yeah um because how come it is that some days things just really flow and you know you're on you're on it and something takes over and then other days it's nowhere to be found <laughs> yeah. so I think that's really fascinating and how you overcome it, and especially, you know, when, say, for example, for me, I've got a project to do, so I've got to be on it, whether I'm on it or not, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. how do you summons it up? What do you do um, to get it back into the zone? So that's kind of interesting. Yes, I don't remember. Um, I, yeah, it's a good question. Can you force yourself to be creative on, you know, on demand? Well, I think there are certain things that you can do to help yourself relax, because I certainly don't think you can be creative when you're tense and stressed. Mm. You have to kind of lead yourself into it in a in a different space, which I would say most of the time I can do that. Sometimes I can't, but yeah. mostly. So for me, I will do that by... Um, start it just starting anything doesn't matter what it might be whether I'm just drawing or even just tidying up the studio yeah um taking the dog for a walk 
-hmm. just to change my back yeah chat of yeah yeah stuff that is interfering and then of course you know I talk a lot about in nearly all of my um courses about free drawing about just even if it's scribble just to 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 begin yeah. on something yeah and uh, I think that's really for me that's really helpful that starts something if I can get started then I'm off and away but it's kind of interesting because listening to different people and researching um you know what what other people are talking about when it comes to creativity yeah I listened to a fabulous TED talk by someone called Tim Harford mm -hmm. and he was talking about uh, creativity and multitasking mm -hmm. um, in slow motion <laughs> oh in slow motion and how and how creativity kind of develops and he was looking at it from a scientific point of view it was very very interesting he was talking about two people one was a choreographer called um twilo thought oh yeah twilo Tharp, who, yes. yeah who mm -hmm. uh very well known in the states yeah and how many things she did creatively from dancing to producing to writing books to lots and lots of interesting things and how she managed to keep on top of it because you can get so distracted you know you have a thought which is really great you forget to write it down yeah and then you you know half an hour later or the following day you think had that really good idea what was it <laughs> yeah and you can't for the life of you think of what it is and how she went about doing that by um immediately she had an idea she'd write it down and whether it was to do with her writing or her dancing or her this or that or the other she would have different files and different boxes that she mm -hmm. put it in yeah so once she'd written it down she could put it in and then she knew that she'd got it yeah yeah <laughs> and I think that actually when I think about that in relationship to my own creativity I have piles of um different things that I've done whether it's uh, on sketchbooks drawings or uh, paintings or just doodles or you know whatever and I write ideas down as I go with yeah. it and I do I do put those in in different files and I have to say when whilst I've been doing this getting this new course together I've been going through a lot of those files which have really inspired me because oh, I think great. oh god I'd forgotten I'd done that yeah 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 <laughs> that's really nice I really, yeah. really like that I'm going to do something with that <laughs> so it kind of does work yeah and then he was talking about someone um someone uh Charles Darwin I yeah. mean, who you don't think you don't think in your brain Charles Darwin creativity, do you? Doesn't you know. normally go yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was probably the most prolific creative person ever been, really, for really? how many things he was involved with and how he managed through all his time. And and this is how this guy, Tom Harford, came up with the multitasking in slow motion, was that you sow a seed and you start developing it and then you mm -hmm. might get stuck. 
and then you go on do something else yeah and in the doing something else you can you, it enlightens you to your first task so you can go back to it yeah so we had all these different things going on uh, from geology zoology psychology botany um he had a whole thing about worms which he did for 37 <laughs> years oh my god <laughs> but everyone fed off each one yeah his yeah. ideas and yeah. his thoughts and the research but he was being continuously creative with how he was thinking and um you know verbalizing all these different things from a scientific point of view i'd never really thought about creativity in that way before did he explain because how he only... it happens in the brain did he talk about that because not really unfortunately yeah no, he, yeah he didn't but that might be interesting to have a look at um so between those two things i was thinking how interesting because you know i think i think we were talking last time yeah we were about you know people wanting to be able to immediately be successful at something yeah i think yeah. you related it to golf yes and yes. you know if you can't sort of um hit the ball first time or get a hole in one you give up yeah and really i think the essence of all of this was that it's you know you sow the seed and you have to slowly water it and slowly but surely it starts to to grow yeah <clears throat> Well, this is exactly and... how the brain works. In fact, you know, the neuroscientists are understanding better and better that in order to learn something, um, it's an iterative process. And it's not something that you can just do in a linear fashion either necessarily. You know, you've got, as you say, exactly. stick with it, then kind of push it aside and let it go. And as you're not concentrating on it, your brain, your brain, your subconscious is still working on it. Like, did you ever look for something and you can't find it? And then yeah. the next morning you wake up and you know exactly where it is. Where it is, yeah. Well, Your brain is... is sort of processing in the background. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And um, I think that's the value of, you know, having the idea, writing it down or doing something with it. So you, yeah. you've got it there and then letting it go. Right. Yeah. And then seeing where it takes you. Yeah. And... I started using my phone because... I mean, I might be out walking the dogs or in the garden and I'll have a sudden idea for something. And of course, I don't have a piece of paper or a pen or anything. So mm. I start recording a note to myself, you know, a voice memo or something, because that allows me, even if I never go back to it, the act of doing it, I think exactly imprints it on your in your brain, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. absolutely. For sure. Yeah. And um, you know, I think also there's another sort of perception, particularly in relationships, painting that, you know, you ought to be able to start and finish a painting. Yeah. yeah bish right. bash bosh. Yeah. And I don't think any painting has done that for me. Right. I mean, it will always take me a few days, always, and sometimes a few weeks and sometimes a few months. Or even a few and I years. have to kind of <laughs> sit and look at it. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when I look at the pile of stuff that I've got, you know, years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's it's. I think one has got to really embrace the idea of um, 
letting it grow. That it's a process. Yes. And, and exactly that it's a it. process. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that this I, is a really important aspect of it is that it's not something that you do necessarily to get an end result. You know, the point of doing it is, I think, as we even said the last time, it's the doing it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And forget about perfection, forget whatever about, perfection yeah, is. Exactly. Um, so that those two things were really interesting. And then um, I was having a look at uh, something um, by, what's her name? Brené Brown. Mm -hmm. Fantastic woman. Um and she has done um, a, an interesting book on to unlock your creativity. Oh, and she was very, she had some very interesting things to say about it. And um, she said the main thing is you have to have courage <laughs> yes. to allow the yeah. creativity to begin. I think my observation is that the tendency is to get so wound up with the not good enough idea, I don't know where to start, I don't know what I'm doing, this is wrong, this is childish, yeah. blah. Yeah. Get so in, can, not always, but can get so in the way that it prevents you from doing anything. <laughs> right, um, exactly. And you kind of have to have the courage to dive in, again, going back to what we said before, to start something. Yeah have to get the wheel the wheel moving it's interesting and isn't so, it? the, the idea of courage i mean what is it that you're being courageous about like what's well this is, this was the thing yeah um you have to um have the courage not to be perfect ah okay right. <laughs> well, the, the, it's the fear of of, of imperfection yes. yeah exactly yeah. whatever perfection is but i think there's we're, we're so trained as children to to results orientated mm, mm -hmm. you know from from the word go where you're having to work towards exams in order to get a top you know a grade in order for us to move on yeah so it, yeah. It, it it never gives us any space in our brain to explore right because we've got to work towards this goal of passing and whatever it is you know, you've got to start something and you've got to finish it as well yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. then then you're graded on it so you're That's judged right. on it yeah so it kind of kills the natural creativity and um how sad is that it's awful it happens i think well probably to you as well is that you you might have as you were saying you've got all these things that you started and you've put them aside and maybe there's a there's a thought in your head or an intention that one day you will finish it, but you have this compulsion that you have to finish it, don't you? You feel like I can't um, leave it the way it is. I've got to do something. Yeah, yes and no. There are yeah. some things that I think I would like to finish at. There are some things that I would like, I say to myself, I'd like to explore it further. I'd like to see what else I could do with it. Okay, okay. Which is a much better option yeah, than saying yeah. I'd like to finish it. True what would that what would happen if I do x y and z on it and yeah. trial it out and see see all that kind of stuff um if it then lands up ditto ditto being finished yeah 
then great. But if okay. it doesn't, it just means then I'll do something else to it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think there's also when I think when I'm thinking about it and talking about it now, there's a big difference between then what you're painting. You know, if you're painting an abstract and it's a serious abstract, is there an end to it mm, you yeah. could keep pushing yeah. it and pushing it and pushing it couldn't you whereas if I'm doing a portrait it's going to be a completely different scenario mm. if I'm doing a landscape it's a different scenario so I I think you know one has to distinguish between those two things in the abstract situation um it's who who's to say when it's finished <laughs> right yeah there there is a um, quote from someone who talks about that like it's finished when you feel like you know you're ha you're you're as happy with it as you as you need to be or something you know some yeah vague thing like that yeah and then you could also go you can also then move into the other zone you're doing a portrait or still life or whatever you know you might do that in an abstracted way in a minimalistic way if yeah. you like so you you lead the viewer to fill in the to fill in the gaps right which I find very interesting to um to look at when I'm looking at different people's um work mm -hmm. um and don't you think and then even, even when you're doing a portrait or a landscape which is you know, it has a subject and it has a, you know, an endpoint. You might say, a recognizable endpoint. You could keep fiddling with it, couldn't you? You could just continue adding more detail and leave um, the the overall thing intact. Yeah, you could do. Yeah, you'd probably overwork it if you did. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in in many respects, less is more. Mm um but as far as being creative is concerned you see there when you're looking at any of those things you've got creativity and skill mm. <laughs> so you've got to kind of put those i was thinking about this this morning in in many respects you have to do the two things you learn the skill then you have to kind of let that go because you have the skill embedded yeah. in you. Yeah. Let that go and then see what happens creatively. Okay. By Develop something. Skill. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you know how to apply the paint. You know the consistency. You know the color mixes. You know how uh, color values work. You know how um, design works and composition because mm -hmm. that you've instilled that yeah and now you have to kind of let it go yeah it's almost like you learn the rules and then you learn how to break them later yeah 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 and if you I mean you can relate that to, to so many things you look at music for example you know we have wonderful classical music and then as we've progressed somebody has to learn how to play the instrument Mm -hmm. And then they can start doing lots of interesting other things and jazz and contemporary and, you know, weird and wonderful noises. Yeah. You can do all kinds of things with it. And the same with dance. 
you know, as me, as you, as you know, I was um, in ballet for mm. a very, very long time, but I loved modern jazz. But I, you need a, 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 a foundation mm. of knowledge, of skill, to be able then to break out of it. Yeah, right. Sorry, did you want to say more about the TED Talk from Brene Brown? I think I... Oh, yeah, okay. So <clears throat> she was talking about um, cur the courage to be imperfect. Um, and in, in doing that, you find like a, a, a connection. And the connection is a, as a result of being authentic because people can resonate with authenticity. If it's kind of not real if it's if it's superficial you don't get the same relationship or the same connection with what you don't get the same feel anything ah okay <clears throat> she's well i'm just talking about what 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 she was talking about when it comes to being creative if you're yeah. painting so if you're painting and it's all terribly stiff and starchy yeah not relaxed not your personality you're not authentic with it say you're copying a photograph right and you're just copying a photograph you're not putting your individuality in your it. essence into it yeah you see what i mean yeah so she would that's why she's saying to let go and then you can be yourself that's kind of pretty scary yeah can be because <laughs> you know who is that yeah and then you're authentic and then be willing um to let go of who you are so because we have this idea that people should see us in a certain way well again yeah it's the fear of being judged um yeah in some way yeah, yeah of course of course but you know i think it's really interesting <laughs> that you know yeah the, um I often think that creativity can happen um, in under more under sort of constrained circumstances. So the opposite of the letting go and the relaxation, um, if you are given a certain thing to do in a certain time frame and you've got certain materials to do it with, kind of like, mm -hmm. remember the television show MacGyver? Do you remember that was an American yeah. TV show? Well, it's now become yeah. sort of like a verb, you know, that when you are stuck in a situation and you've only got a piece of rope and 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 some bubble and some gum and a you know and a bit of wire, <laughs> you know, how do you make a bomb kind of thing? <laughs> so I think we, <laughs> you know, so that's called you know make doing being MacGyver, and so you you can pull in with your limited resources and your limited time you can create something that works or that, you know, fulfills mm. the need. So I think creativity can happen in all kinds of different scenarios. Absolutely. I totally agree. And sometimes when you're under pressure, you have to pull something out of the bag. That's right. Yeah. Then something gets pulled out of the bag. Right. You yeah. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I have to have this done by blah 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 right so therefore i'm got to really focus and some people work better that way don't they 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 only really under pressure sort of, they they blossom yeah. under those pressured <clears throat> circumstances and and that's when they can write and that's when they can paint or you know do whatever it is that mm. they're being asked to do yeah the 11th hour the 11th you know 59th <laughs> minute they're you know quickly <laughs> whoa together. aha moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. 
So maybe yeah. at the end of the day, you know, we can say that I don't feel creative because I'm not X, you know, I'm not relaxed or I'm not, you know, whatever the right sort of environment is. Mm. Um, and that's not, it, it's, it's fair to say that, but at the same time, I think that we can talk ourselves out of being, putting, you know, the, the effort into it because we don't think the conditions are perfect. Um, you know, absolutely, yeah. totally. And I think, I think that, that gets to a lot of people or oh, haven't got the right space or I haven't got this or I haven't got that or I haven't got the other, therefore I won't start. Exactly. But you know, um, I don't know whether you saw in the Facebook group. I thought it was lovely. Uh, Becky, who left a, um, a a little message, and she's traveling. Oh yes, right. And and you know, she said she didn't have time to do any painting, but she's doing. She's got her little sketchbook, and she says, "I'm doing something every single day in my sketchbook." Yeah, fantastic. Whether it's a scribble or whether it's a, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. She's I'm doing it every day. You know, and she's, you know, on a riding a bicycle tour somewhere in oh, Europe, yeah. I think. Right, right. You know, she's not got uh, all a sack on Over the back here. with all her paints and other brushes and a pad and a, everything. She's got a little sketchbook and she's just doing little sketches every day. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's really cool. I that's think that's boring. wonderful. Yeah. So we, I think when we start giving ourselves excuses why not to, I think we have to kind of take a look at that. <laughs> yeah, I know. What, what's the resistance? Why am I not doing it? Well, that's it, exactly. And, you know, having that moment of sort of self-reflection allows you to pinpoint what it really is that's stopping you. And, you know, maybe it's a, it's a, it's an excuse because you, again, are letting, you know, past programming get in the way of, Mm. Oh, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm going to be judged. I'm not going to produce something I like or that other people are going to like or whatever. You know, I think these things yeah. keep coming back, don't they? They're they're once you face them, they're the they don't always completely go away, you know, these issues. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. And and I think this judgment thing is 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 really an important thing to address. Um I was talking in 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 doing this this um, course about being in the studio, and I was showing my sketchbooks, and the, you know there were some really ugly paintings. <laughs> um, and you know my observation is it's as difficult to paint an ugly painting as it is to pay a paint a beautiful painting mm. because the judgment gets in the way. Yeah, I can't paint an ugly painting because what will people think? And I can't paint a beautiful painting because I'm thinking I'm painting an ugly painting, but I don't know. <laughs> but because, you know, do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of all gets into a complete two and six knots of this crazy voice that's in the back of our mind going, you know, it's not good enough and you can't do this. And what, da, 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 what will they say? And what will da, 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 all that? Yeah. Isn't it mad? Yeah. So I think a really good, and thought we might do this, a really good challenge is to paint a really horrible painting. I was thinking of that too. I think that's <laughs> a wonderful challenge. So yeah, we're always, the, the tendency is to be in that dichotomy, is to be in, in the flux of letting go, not judging, yeah. <laughs> not worrying about 
what you think about it personally and what you think other people will think about it. Yeah, yeah, you were so, saying about, you know, intentionally creating an ugly painting, I think is a wonderful, yeah. a wonderful challenge because actually it kind of frees you up, doesn't it? Because sometimes, you know, there's this angst about, you know, do I put this color or that color or and where do I put it and what sort of, you know, brush stroke do I use? Whereas if you are intentionally doing something ugly, you can do whatever the hell you like. It doesn't matter. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you might be absolutely staggered at the amazing results. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. I think that should be. A, a I mean, that's why, you know, with the with the um, things that we were talking about last week. And I have to find a new definition for it. The difference between the right and the left side of the brain. Oh, no. If you yeah, just. Yeah. Um, if you just switch on the creative side without a care in the world, I mean, children, when they're painting, they don't have a care in the world about whatever it is. That's true. They just do it. Yeah. So, um, you know, we can just do it. And there are people who just do it fantastically, brilliantly well. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Accessing I think like everything, it. it's a practice, right? The more... Um, mm. You know, like Becky doing her sketching every day, and I've yeah. been trying to do something every day. Whereas before, I may not have been doing it as frequently, but I'm, I'm sort of pushing myself to do something every day. And I think just that in itself, I mean, it's like doing anything over and over again. You know, yeah. the brain actually starts. You know, this is where the neuroscience and the neuroplasticity comes in. You're mm -hmm. rewiring or creating new connections. And those new connections are allowing you to make even newer connections. And that's where you, you know, you end up going down all these amazing different paths that perhaps you wouldn't have started on if you hadn't taken step one. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And the other word that comes into my mind, it's, it's a little bit like um, improvisation mm. <laughs> um, to see what happens. And yeah. I remember, you know, very much when I was doing the dancing stuff, you know, we had to improvise a lot. So I think giving yourself an, uh, uh, a directive of improvising yeah. is also quite an interesting way of accessing it. Right. Yeah. And, and intentionally doing things that you think, um, well, it's again, sort of related to the ugly painting concept, but um you know even in the color scheme you know when you're using your color wheel and yeah. you're trying to do complementary colors and then you know an accent color or something um you know break that or rule and do you know use colors that normally wouldn't look nice together in some way I don't know, <laughs> you know yeah 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 absolutely yeah <laughs> How ugly can we get it? Well, you just have you just have really a a, a canvas of mud. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, mud can be fast. But then you could do something with it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I remember when my daughters were little and they were old enough to get themselves dressed to go to school in the morning, and sometimes they'd come out dressed with a really crazy combination of things. And I remember thinking, I saying to them, I say. You can't wear pink and red together. That just doesn't work, you know. <laughs> I mean, how silly, you know. Of course it works. And if that's what they want to wear, that's the way that they should do it. But 
in my head, I had this thing, you know, red and pink. No, no, you don't put those two colors together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it mad? Yeah, very, very mad. So yeah. it's very hard to strip off all the old nonsense in the back of the head. Yeah. Just to be free, have the freedom to express yourself. And I suppose, you know, using one of, um, uh, what's her name? A brain... Brene Brown, the, the woman. Yeah. One of her words is is to be vulnerable. Mm. To 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 expose your vulnerability. And most people, I think, think that being vulnerable is being weak. Yeah. And actually it's really the opposite. It being is. vulnerable is is a sign of strength. Yeah. And, and I do feel that people again um move towards that because it's authentic mm -hmm. you know authenticity courage creativity authenticity vulnerability they all seem to be you know together Connected. in one way or another yeah and you know starting with the courage to allow yourself to to get into creative mode yeah and then not worry that it's not perfect <laughs> right yeah yeah. Embrace the imperfection and therefore you're embracing yourself and That's you're right. vulnerable. Yeah. Because and we mean, are imperfect, aren't we? You know, just by yeah. definition. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think probably the the, the 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 you know, we don't want people to not like us or not yeah. like what we do. And we're scared of either people judging it as horrible or being indifferent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think actually those, that's those... worse, isn't it? The indifference. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Indifference is just like, and I have to say, I've come up against that many times <laughs> where people don't make a comment yeah. at all. Right. Actually, and I it... think indifference is the opposite of love. I don't think hate is the opposite of love. I know it's kind of a different topic, but yeah. Know, I, I think that when you when you're in a, when you're in a relationship and it's starting to crumble, it's not so much that you start to dislike or even hate your that person. It's more that you become indifferent to them. And that oh, God. Means... <laughs> anyway. guilty. Guilty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, because I was thinking about this too, in the sense that you know, the word manifestation um, appears a lot everywhere now, and particularly when it comes to personal development. And there's a lot of hype, if you like, around manifesting your debt, you know, what you want in your life and manifesting your destiny. And to me, manifestation is, is sort of, it's creativity, but in a certain, you know, kind of like with a certain end result in mind. Um, in your life or even mm -hmm. you know you could think of manifesting a painting as if I mean it seems to set it kind of con it has a connotation of it appearing out of nowhere which isn't what happens when you're painting but it is coming out of some sort of nowhere isn't it through you wherever the source um, of creativity is coming yeah from. I mean I, I, I think obviously it's all kind of interlinked can I 
be in a space where I can allow the manifestation of a beautiful painting to materialize. There you are. <laughs> there you are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, exactly. um, yes, I could get into that state of mind. I yeah. could visualize feeling really creative or, you know, you might say, okay, who is, who is one of your favorite paint, you know, artists, for example. Mm -hmm. So, first person who comes into my mind is say uh turner william turner right so could i allow myself to channel william turner or michelangelo or leonardo or picasso whoever yeah <laughs> or whoever you know um jackson pollock yeah <laughs> lovely contrast um could I allow that spirit of those people to work through me to create something interesting? And what if you allowed your own spirit to work through you? Well, exactly. Um, you see, then you get, again, you get into, oh, my God, can I allow that to happen? <laughs> That's the scary bit. That's having the courage, isn't it? Well, if you believe, so there's a sense of belief uh, that goes behind it, right? I mean, first of all, um, the concept of manifestation implies that you have a belief that it's going to, that you can create, that that something can manifest in your life based on what you're yeah. asking for, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So you're having a belief and it might be a belief in something, you know, bigger than you, you know, God or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then, so then, so the creativity is having the belief that you can, you can channel, as you were saying, you know, um, some inner inspiration, whatever that, wherever that comes from. So again, to me, it comes mm -hmm. back to having a sort of a faith in there being something more than what you see in the mirror and, you know, um, well, obviously, you know, that part of ourselves, that's not the, the body essentially right sort of body yeah and, then, and then then we jump I, I mean it's so interesting because you sort of jump into so many other realms don't you because where does the creativity come from yeah. if we if we don't believe that there's a kind of a higher part of ourselves or yeah. higher spirit or whatever yeah if it's all just analytical and linear and we've completely cut off from our creativity then we, we've got ourselves in a mess so actually and that's why it was so interesting listening to that thing about with that guy yeah of of creativity in science because mm. you know in in the sciences you know you've got to prove it yeah now how the hell do you prove creativity it's yeah. kind of contradictory <laughs> isn't it it's it's a it's a contradictory statement and the fact that darwin of all people was one of the most creative people and yet he was one of the greatest scientists yeah well yeah <laughs> it, i don't think that the kind of such a, exclusive. A, a, yeah. dialectic in a way well i mean i think all scientists the really brilliant ones are are extremely creative i mean look at einstein yeah, and, yeah absolutely yeah so that that argument or that that premise of science not being creative is absolutely ludicrous because in fact you have to probably be more creative as a scientist than you do as a, even as an artist yeah, yeah, perhaps. 
yeah. So where does the creativity come from? Yeah. There's the there's the interesting things, our imagination. I mean, if I looked at the definition of creativity, the use of imagination or original original ideas to create something uh, invent or, or being inventive, um, having or sharing the ability to make new um, things or thought of new ideas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So where does it come from? Well, I mean, if you look at the Bible, <laughs> I mean, again, you know, it goes back to, um, to me anyway, it all goes back to um, spirituality and, you know, mm. whatever, in whatever form that it means to you, you know, could be a religion, um, could be just a general sort of sense of there's something more than, than what I, you know, than, that's out there beyond me. Um, mm. And um, I think that that, you know, I mean, for people who are a, a atheist, you know, who don't believe, um, I think it's kind of an interesting question, you know, do they believe in creativity or do they think of themselves as being creative? Yeah, if they don't believe in God so, and some other thing. Let, let's hear what people have to say. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd like what to know. What do you guys yeah. think about creativity? Where do you think it comes from? I mean, it's such a fascinating subject. I mean, I think it, I mean, just sort of off the top of my head, my feeling is it comes from being who you are, mm. genuinely, not who what is that? people. Hmm? And where, who is that? Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. God only knows. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, in a big, yeah, it's a big question, isn't it? You know, we all question yeah. ourselves, you know, who am I? Why am I here? What am I doing here? And where am I going? And I mean, where am I going? Next question. Yeah. <laughs> and that creeps closer and closer and closer. Oh, that, yeah. That, that's a whole discussion. I, I mean, that's another know, discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I'm but, totally fascinated by that myself. Um, but but anyway. whilst we're here and alive and kicking, um, we still need to answer the question of where does creativity come from? I guess if you think about a baby and a baby just naturally is. Yeah, is. Before it's I mean. contaminated with all the horrible stuff that we manage to instill yeah. in our kids. Yeah. They just are. So... I think the creativity comes from just being. Well, that's it. You know, we are human beings mm. as opposed <laughs> to human doings or. Yeah. And we are also human creatings, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Constantly. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, let's let's hear what these guys have to say. <laughs> yeah. So just to go back to the manifestation uh, question, I just I, I pulled down a definition. Um, a manifestation is the public display of emotion or feeling or something theoretical made real. So I think that's interesting when it talks about emotion, a public display of emotion or feeling or something theoretical okay. made real. Uh, manifestations origins are in religion and spirituality because if something spiritual becomes real it is said to be a manifestation so yeah it is usually used in a kind of a spiritual religious connotation right yeah 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 
Well, I mean, you know, all the all the many things that people are talking about these days, which is kind of second nature to a lot of people, is you know, with the law of attraction and how right. that works and yeah, yeah. how you do manifest things into your life. Um and what happens, how that process works, it's very interesting. I mean, I would say I've had some personally you know, some amazing things that have happened from manifestations, things yeah. that I have yeah. kind of um, put forward in my mind of where I wanted to go. I wish it happened more often. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't always work out the way you want but it, it to. It doesn't you know? kind of work that way. Yeah. Um, but I do feel that that how we are, how we feel, and our attitude makes all the difference to how our life moves forward. Yeah. You know, the more positive we are and and um how we think about things has a great effect. Oh. You know, if we're thinking negatively all the time, then nine times out of ten negative things happen, <laughs> and vice versa. So yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, that's another huge, big subject which I love. Yeah, I love that subject. Um, but I think all of it boils down to our feeling. If we feel we deserve to be who we want to be, and if our outlet is is art, particularly mm -hmm. in this in this scenario to allow yourself to be the artist that you are yes yeah <laughs> learn the skills without question you need the skills and then let yourself then create you don't necessarily need the skills to start creating but it certainly helps when you you're balancing mm -hmm. the two things and really that's the foundation for my own way of teaching is to hopefully give the balance of learning the skill and then allowing yourself to use it creative creatively yeah I think that that probably is one of the things that stops people is they don't feel like they have the skill and also that they couldn't learn the skill and as you know this is another myth that's being busted right now when all the science is now coming out with, um, you know, research about neuroplasticity and how the brain works. And, you know, we used to believe that the, the brain you were born with was the brain that you died with. In other words, there was, you know, when you were a child, you had the capacity to learn and, you know, um, and then at some point as you became older and adult, that capacity lessened and lessened and your wiring was kind of fixed. That's the way they used to think of the brain. But now they realize that it's not like that at all. You're constantly- Well, I, I absolutely things. vouch for that because if I look, I, I'm doing my life in reverse. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning more now than I ever did as a yeah. child. And as a child, I was written off anyway because I was dyslexic. And back okay. in those days, it wasn't recognized. Yeah, I was always told that I was stupid and then mm. I was thick. And oh God! What oh, I was no. doing, it was horrific. Oh no! So um, that was very much part of me coming into the arts because yeah. the things that I could do was I could dance and I could paint and yeah. those things. 
so it was recognized differently but it, when it came came to um you know educational ditto ditto things you know english maths and yeah more academic things yeah yeah academic stuff i struggled with massively from mm. a dyslexia and really having got over that later in life now i'm like a sponge for learning <laughs> yeah i mean you know i'm i'm listening and reading stuff all the time yeah and me i too. wish i'd had i'd done that when i was younger but i was told that i was too thick to do that <laughs> god don't you wish you could go back and just Shake yeah, kill all those and... teachers who said that. Yeah, really. <laughs> I know, I know. And it's heartbreaking because it happens yeah. to so many. I'm, yeah. I'm sure nine out of ten people have had some sort of experience like that in their childhood. Mm. And um, and it, and they carry it with them all through their lives, just as you did. And some people never get the opportunity to question that, and they and you know they just that's it that that's what they think defines them and and mm. they never break out of that and um you know one of the things that i really want to do with people is to show them by doing little exercises you know drawing exercises that we can we can bust out of that myth or that belief system that you were that you're trapped in about you can't draw for example or you can't mm. be creative and 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 this is how neuroplasticity works is that the more you can demonstrate to someone that what they believe is actually not true again the brain starts to reprogram mm -hmm. and rewire and wow all of a sudden you know you break free it's it's fantastic it's fantastic isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think i mean i think the word can't just should be banished really the word sorry you know, the word can't oh yeah yeah. It'd be banished. Yeah. And I think the older you get, the more interesting it becomes because then you use that knowledge in a whole different kind of way. You respect it in a different yeah. way. I think, and, what, you know, the language then, and it goes to language, you know, the language that we use, then we speak to ourselves and to others about that, that demonstrate that we have limiting, a, a limited, um, you know, a fixed mindset, they call it, as opposed to a growth mindset. That, you know, mm. I can't do this, I can't do that, you can't do this, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, it really continues to reinforce that, that those, those limiting beliefs about yourself and what you're mm. capable of doing. But if you start changing your language, they've shown it. You know, I think you may have heard of neuro-linguistic programming. NLP. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I did an so, NLP course a long time ago. Well, there you go. You know, <laughs> yeah. and it's true. It's so true. Mm. And just by using, like, for example, using the word "yet" at the end of, I can't do this yet. You yet. did that to me the other day, actually. I, I remember. Did. I did. <laughs> I remember. I do remember. <laughs> it's true. And I and I, you know what? I think about that almost every day. I'm not a millionaires yet. That's right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. And and you know, I think it's all these little subtle things that we can do for ourselves that will slowly I mean, it's not like a an earth shattering thing that happens. It's gradual and it's it's mm. it's accumulative. How you be you can change yourself yeah. and how you can develop, you know, creative. You know, the concept of that you are creative and you keep believing it and you keep doing it and it just goes on and on and on. Exactly, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I think we've covered a huge amount <laughs> over this lovely conversation. Um, and, and I'm sure we could a lot of questions. Hour. Yeah. Pardon? I said, I'm sure we could keep going, but no. We'll yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it would be very interesting to hear people's thoughts about, you know, what they what they picked up from this conversation. Absolutely. And what 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 they think about creativity and how how maybe but not how what would be stopping them from being creative yes what yeah. are the blocks yeah and um i think the 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 biggest block probably for a lot of people is not good enough mm -hmm. feeling so a thought to kind of be on a positive is um believe you are enough <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah nothing to do with not good enough mm -hmm. it's believe you are enough as you are because you are <laughs> yeah we all are we whatever are that enough. is you know whatever yeah. that is yeah exactly yeah who is the judge there it's only you know social awful nonsense that makes us judge it in the first place right yeah so um i think actually turning it back on ourselves and seeing the beauty of our own beings would be quite an interesting thing to do. <laughs> well, and yeah, very scary for some people. Yes. Um, yeah, I think, I, th I think so. So we're back to courage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, actually just stop and think, just have a look at yourself, look at your hands and your nails and your, your skin. And, you know, it's magic. How, how come? How is that there? How am I in this body? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> start kind of thinking about yourself very differently. Well, um, about how actually you've, you know, we're all fairly, not fairly, we're all miraculous. <laughs> we are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so we've had a very miraculous conversation. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe miracles will happen as a result of this conversation. You never know. I well, you love, never know. I would love to think that, you know, some of what we're talking about really touches people and really inspires them to think about these things for themselves and maybe have certain realizations and yeah, that it does some it does somebody some good and and some brings them some comfort or something. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why we're doing it, isn't it? Well, yes, precisely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to, to, uh, well, it certainly gives me a lot of food for thought, just even thinking about what we're going to talk about. But you actually, even within the conversation, it starts other things buzzing around yeah. of my own limitations and what my own thoughts of being not good enough on X, Y's and Z. So um, I do feel that that many people will resonate with that and, and maybe give it a second thought and say, well, you know what? I could think about myself differently. Yeah. And however difficult my situation is, I'm still enough. <laughs> yeah. I'm still yeah. okay. Yeah. And, and be and be grateful being. for what you have, you know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. And say thank you for what I've got rather than wish for all the things that you haven't got. Yeah. It's interesting, just quickly before we go, I was watching another 
a, a Netflix thing called Minimalistic Living. Okay. And it was fascinating. It was these two guys who'd been in corporate America and they they both sort of arrived at a similar thing that what did they want all this stuff for? Mm. They'd earn a lot of money and they'd accumulated, you know, all these gadgets and gizmos and cars and this da 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 Yeah, yeah. And dawned on them, well, they're not happy. Yeah. They were miserable. Why right. were they so miserable when they could have, you know, fi and financially anything. anything that they wanted? So they started down this route of exploration and landed up writing a book cool. and about living a minimal life. Yeah. And um, they've obviously, you know, Netflix have obviously picked up on it and they they did the story of how it's all happened and the difference that it's made in their lives and how much happy, happier they are yeah. because they live in such a, a different free space of not being contaminated by um you know having things to make them feel better well you know this <laughs> because is the having things never does make you feel better yeah. it's how you feel that makes you feel better and and the, the 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 catastrophic problems that that society has now particularly with the kids of the bombardment of advertising of you know wanting 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 having more, having more. having yeah, more, more more and this horrific perception of magazines and television and films, unless you look like that or unless you have this or unless you have that car or this dress or that pair of shoes or that watch or whatever, you weren't good enough. And that's what they're zoomed in on 24 hours a day yeah. and how sad it is. So, um, yeah, I think when you just peel down and get to your heart and soul and that's brilliant that's the best bit and all you need is a pen and a sketchbook <laughs> and love, <laughs> and love yeah. all you need yeah, is yeah. love yeah, you need and a pen book. and a sketchbook yeah exactly fantastic okay so Julie, I think um, the next time we have our conversation we'll be talking through from Canada Yes, yes. Um, I will be uh, traveling this Sunday and spending three weeks there with my my other two daughters and my two grandsons and all my other friends. Fabulous. Um, one of a couple of whom are actually very talented artists. So I'm very um, I'm very much looking forward. We're going to have a, a workshop, I think, somewhere in all that, and we're going to play with jelly plates and all this sort of fun stuff. Oh, great! I'm really looking <laughs> forward to that. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah okay okay well, well I hope you have a thank lovely you week. thanks yeah, yeah thank you and thank you to everybody for listening do leave your comments and do all the things that um you need to do okay <laughs> uh, like if you like yes subscribe please. if you yeah. like more uh all helps to generate more interest with the with the site and it would be really lovely to reach as many people as possible who all want to be creative <laughs> so all right great. lovely okay thanks right. joy have a you lovely take day care. bye yeah and you too bye everybody thank you bye, bye.